What's up, y'all? Respect the Chat Podcast, episode 35. Real, really obscure number, right, though, 35? Yeah, when we were trying to find out who wore 35, uh, there wasn't really... There, I mean, we, we got about a handful of... Uh, Athletes that stand out at that war number 35, but it was it was kind of hard digging him up. Ain't that the truth? And I'm also not going to announce you two anymore because everyone knows your voices. Okay. Really? Yeah. And see, that's right. So you know who's, you know where everybody's at. We're past that. We're at episode 35, the Kevin Durant episode. What about for the people that are catching us for the first time? They'll figure it out when we start yeah, talking. Start asking. Start asking around town about us. Durant. <laughs> 35, Mike Richter, 35. Justin Verlander, 35. Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell, 35. 35. So a lot of legendary 35s. Um, it's going to start getting real tough, huh? What is? These numbers. Oh, well, you know, 30, yeah. Well, 36 you know what it is? is next, and that's that's a good don't one. Don't give anything away. No, don't give, any, no? give anything away. All right, all right. How I'll about when it, we get it, it to like 41... That's easy. Yeah, Yo, what we got to do is we got to put this on Instagram. We got to put up like the 41 and somebody who, ha- who oh, I mean, whatever, 35 at this point now. But each number, we should have been doing this. The number up and then, you know, a picture of one of the guys that we name. And then have other people, you know, say if they know any more or who yeah. they would think is the best of that number. Chris you know? always hits me up after we oh, release nice. the episode, and he's like, dude, you forgot this player, this yeah. player. Yeah. I'm like, dude, well, usually most of the time we're going right off the top yeah, of our head. Yeah, put it on Instagram. Let us know. Right. We want to freestyle here. And uh, we don't want to freestyle, but we do freestyle. <laughs> right? I think yeah. it goes better no, when I want freestyle. freestyle. Yeah. Oh, we know you oh, we want know, freestyle. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a guarantee. <laughs> that's a guarantee. Um, we're going to start the show off talking a little bit about Kareem Hunt. Um, we're not going to talk about his situation because we don't do that over here. Respect the chat. We don't want to feed into anything like that. If we could, we can avoid that. But we do want to talk about his, what you know, him not on the Chiefs anymore. How does that impact the Chiefs, them as a team? I don't think he. I don't think he's gonna be missed as much as I think he's going to be. Spencer Ware is going to come in. He's he took over the lead spot. And when he was there a few years ago, he he played good behind Jamal Charles. Remember when Jamal Jamal Charles went out for that season? Spencer Ware came in and he played well. And the Chiefs' offense right now is more of an offense that's throwing the ball down the field. You know, mm-hmm. like Kareem Hunt. I, I'm it's not sure how many balance though. I mean, yeah. he's a top three running back. But don't get as me far wrong, as rushing it, yards, right? And easily. you're going to feel that regardless. Yeah, but I, I feel like now the Chiefs are just going to sling the ball more down the field. Let me ask you a question without going into it. Let's say instead of this situation happening, he tore his ACL. You say the same thing? That they wouldn't, they wouldn't yeah. miss him? No, I, I would say the same thing. Yeah, I think no matter what his absence is, I think that's the way you got to look at yeah. this. For me... Let's take it back, right, for a second. Let's look at Kareem Hunt is drafted last year. Kareem Hunt really gains his opportunity by Spencer Ware going down in preseason, right? Because they were going to probably split time until they figured out how good Kareem Hunt is. So now at this point, the Chiefs already know what they're getting out of Spencer Ware. Losing, though, Kareem Hunt is definitely... They got to take somewhat of a hit, I would say, right? Even if you don't think it's significant, you got to think they could take some type of hit. He's a Pro Bowl running back. Right. Rookie year, he wins the rushing title. This year, he comes back out, has a little slow of a start, but then just starts rolling again. And he would have finished 
top backs, top five backs, I think, would 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 have finished. I think it's the same thing as the Rams losing Gurley. I mean, you could say that that's nah, a pass, a I pass heavy offense. I, I wouldn't know. Todd Gurley has way more of an impact on the Rams than Cream Hunt so. does. What she's a hundred percent. I agree with you, you, Rich. I think Gurley has way more of an impact. Gurley scores three, four touchdowns a game. Yeah. Cream Hunt gets one, two, and he opens up everything. Yeah. Uh, girly opens up everything. Yeah. The Chiefs are gonna sling the ball no matter who's running the ball anyway. But Kareem Hunt does catch but a lot of passes, think, yeah. and Kareem Hunt opens up a ton. I agree. You I think, think it, I think they're gonna take a, him back take a there. Hit. You know that the ability he has rushing the football opens up stuff, even but, if you're not running it. But you can't sleep on Spencer Ware either. No, you can't. That's what I'm. That, that's my whole point. Like it's not like this guy's a no name guy coming in. He came in. He already filled he's in behind Kareem a, Hunt though. He's not Kareem no, Hunt, he's not. but. But he, he could. But do you think this? Do you think that no matter who's back there, let's eh. look at it in the same way the Pittsburgh Steelers situation started the show itself, right? No matter who's back there, that line is good enough to support that guy because he's super talented, right? Everyone in the NFL is super talented. There's a there's a majority of guys who stink, and then those guys are weed, weeded out, and they I, don't play no more. I don't but think work could play. I, I don't think I will go that far though. With, like whoever was in the backfield for the Chiefs. It, they they would be productive. Like Connor, Connor is with the Steelers. Connor is way better than Spencer, Spencer Ware. No, Agreed. Spencer Ware. But a, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to relate this to is like, uh, si- like system. You know, like Connor. That's what I'm saying. Connor has a, a his ability is ridiculous. All these guys in the NFL, the ability is ridiculous. So you get this guy now, Spencer Ware, in a scheme that already is built for really anybody who's explosive. Better off for Kareem Hunt. Totally. But if you have a guy like Spencer Ware, you're not going to lose a ton. It's not going to bring down your organization. Right. No. Because he's not like Zeke. Like if the Cowboys lost Zeke, you're going to really feel that. You can't run the same thing. Yeah. Your your whole season's pretty much over. Mm -hmm. It's not that way. But you're going to feel it. He's a top five running back. I totally agree. And Spencer Ware could catch the ball out of the backfield and run the ball. So you're getting the same type of running back. Big As Kareem Hunt, we're just a fan over here. I'm, I, I, I just oh, don't Rich think I just don't think it's gonna Hunt. be that big of an oh, impact. Is or isn't a Spencer Ware fan? Oh, big time! I think Spencer Ware is gonna have a big week this week. They're playing Oakland, which doesn't say much, but okay, I think he's gonna come in and he actually he's he's gonna have a big game. No, I do too, Rich. I think he's gonna play well, Rich. I agree with you. Um, let's look at it from a fantasy football standpoint. Oh. And Rich, this hits hard for you, bro. I know it does, and it hits hard for me because oh, I'm out of that man. league. I'm officially out of that league, Frank. The Telecon League, you got me. If you're out, I'm definitely out. You got you me. You both are out. Ross, Jim, <laughs> everybody else that's over Ross there. I think Ross is out too. Grizzly. Isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Grizzly's out. Ross everybody is out. Everybody got me. They got me. No doubt. You got me. I don't know if I'll be back next year. I was telling Rich. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. You got my money. I thought I was taking y'all money. Um, on from a fantasy standpoint. It's actually right here. Do you, yes, it is right there. That is it. A cold podcast. <laughs> I just gave this guy a couple minutes ago. Do Dang. you think that it's going to impact a lot of fantasy teams as well? Late in the year, not as many guys to pick up off the waiver. Of course. You got to rush to get Spencer Ware. Everybody that had Kareem Hunt that seen what happened was just like. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. Well, they didn't first look at it like, oh, man. You can't man, trade Kareem for anybody. The trade deadline's over. Right. You know what I did? I have Kareem Hunt on my one fantasy team. I'm in second place in 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 this league, and stupid me, 
Mm-hmm. I send the text out in a group chat with other guys in the league. I said, hey, Kareem Hunt just got in trouble Yo, for the yeah, situation. You got to pick up your guy first, The Rich. second I want to go to pick up the guy, a guy in a group chat already picked him up. And that, and that guy's in first place. Rich, that happened I'm to like, you. Dang. That happened to you two times Why this did, year. I, I, I didn't even think yeah. of it. I was you like, dang, this is big news. Let me release it. I'm like, yeah. like and then you I, ain't You ain't Adam Schefter, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to make your pick up first, then uh, be Adam Schefter. You know? So I'm down Kareem Hunt. I, I didn't even have a chance to pick up Spencer Ware. I know. So And then my other running back, Leonard Fournette, suspended this weekend. So I'm in rough shape. But yes. I, I'm in second place in this league. So hopefully come playoff time, hopefully I can hold that second place spot yeah. and get yeah. a buy and. Yeah. and We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it, I think it affects a lot of fantasy teams too. Because I think if you have Kareem Hunt, you drafted him high, you're doing pretty good in your league based on the rest of your team, obviously. But he's a guy that's definitely produced all year long. Couple one or two games where he didn't play well, but for the most part, he's consistent. So I think you're going to take a little bit of a hit and to get either get Spencer Ware or hopefully you got somebody on your bench. I don't think it really affects Patrick Mahomes. I think his production still stays the same. I think Terry Hill's production stays the same. It's just, I think, r- really raises Spencer Wares. I think who does get better, though, is Travis Kelsey. I yeah, think Travis Kelsey I, sees I, more I, targets. Because he'll be the dump off pass. Exactly, Rich. Exactly. So I'm calling that. I'm going to see if Travis Kelsey has an increase in targets just in o- and in overall playing really well. So that's what I think, fantasy value from that. Frank, do you want to add anything? No, I think we pretty okay. much covered it. I'd like to talk about the uh, the little draft that we had. Before the podcast, yes, give a give a little shout out to Uncle Frank. Not only is the fight on him tonight and next as week, as always, yeah, and next week <laughs> they can see it right behind me here on <laughs> the yeah, wall. If, oh, yeah. if you notice, we got some other stuff. If you're watching this on YouTube, we got some other stuff on the wall today. I, it, it was looking a little bare. It was. We we've been in the process of trying to find some nice shelves, oh, put yeah. some stuff on over there. I can't really seem to pinpoint a nice shelf. <laughs> so for now, we got this stuff. Uh, but tell the story. So the I'm just going to introduce it. Then I want you to tell the rest. Of it. This is this uh, Uncle Frank gave us each one of us today. They were you know he called us over and there's like I don't even know how many 20, 40, uh, 100 cards yeah, right on the table. At least hundred. Yeah. At least hundred. Hundred baseball cards on the table. Hockey cards, basketball cards, football, football cards, whatever. Or <laughs> a ton of rookies. The thing is, he had. I mean. Boxes and boxes and boxes of cards. Threw them all out. And he only kept the ones that were really valuable. Yeah. And those were the ones that were on the table. Yo, when I was growing up, Uncle Frank was collecting box sets. Yep. Right. Cards. Like he would... But we're talking about like trading cards, which doesn't exist anymore. Which is just a a cool thing, though, that we got to experience a cool thing like that. Because you used to get it with the plastic. I used to go in the plastics. You know what I'm saying? Go and get packs. Open up the packs. I I, I would go meet up with my cousin. Along with a lot of other things. Me and my cousin and my uncle, we would go out for the day to flea markets and like random people's houses. And be like, hey, I found this guy. He has some cards. Let's go check him out. And we would do the same thing. We would go there and buy like a whole set. Like tops, 1996, whole set of every single player. Yes. You know, and like you said, it was huge. Huge, and yes. it's it's crazy how that kind of sports are still the same. Oh yeah. So why are these cards? You know, like yeah, they just kids just, don't do that. You know, social yeah. media is your card. True. You know what I'm saying you, yeah, just, you just, just look up homeboy's Instagram is is his tops card. You know what I'm saying? Those things don't exist, but it was pretty cool. But all right, Frank. So tell them what happened. So then. these are all the the ones that were really worth money, and there were some real cards there. And what he did was he had us pick a number one to three. 
and that it was, was a the draft. order. Yeah, that's the order that we picked in, and he wanted us to pick twenty. He got like these nice frames. Yeah, for us. That's the frame right here. That's the frame. Yeah, and we just went through, and there was some cards in there. Oh, I, there I was. mean, just looking at it here. There's a Barry Bonds rookie card, Bo Jackson rookie card. I know you got a Derek Jeter rookie card, yeah, right? LeBron rookie card. There's some like uh, Barry Sanders, Matt, Manny Ramirez rookie Manny, card. Yep, uh, Frank Thomas. Yeah, there's like a, a Charles Woodson with a piece of his jersey in it. You yeah. know, stuff like that. Stuff yeah. that cards that really have some value to it. So yeah. that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, yo, we got all three of us take a picture, put that on Instagram, give Uncle Frank a shout out. Definitely, yeah. Uncle Frank is great, man. We get the fights from him. He's got got knowledge for days. You know what I'm saying about. We should have him on one time. We should. I don't know if he's going to the whole episode. Give us a story of like something. He yeah, always has those random. We gotta give him like good rules stories. And regulations, because I love <laughs> yeah. him too. But he could go off the rails real quick. Oh yeah. Oh. We yeah. gotta like you know, have a have a rule set. This is the rule set. <laughs> Stick to it and don't veer from it. Um, yo, shout out to Frankie Rapper, man. Our, our cousin. I was talking to him this week. He's all over the place, bro. He was at a Salvation Army um, like giveaway of like Christmas gifts and food and stuff like that over the past week and he met Joe Madden. Wow. The, the manager of That's the awesome. uh, of the yeah the Cubs. Of Chicago Cubs nice. and also Tim Bay Devil Rays, right? At, at yep. early in his career. He said the nicest guy, man. Nicest That's guy what I ever. heard about him. Yeah, and that guy's the king of Hazleton, bro. Yeah. Hazleton, PA, representa, Joe no, Madden, Joe man. Madden, they huh? love that dude over there. They love that okay. dude. But shout out Joe Madden. Shout out him for all the good things he does, man. That's a sports guy who's out there, you know, in the offseason helping people out, as, men, as, as many sports players do. Um, I just wanted to get you guys. I've been watching these guys a little closely over the last couple of weeks. And I just want to know your quick opinion on them and – do you look at them from a fantasy standpoint first, or do you look at them from like, oh, that guy's a really good player, or both? You know, I just want what you, what you really think. Philip Lindsay, stud, right? Stud, what unbelievable. I know you like him, Rich. I know, and I know you like him a lot. You traded him to me in one of the fantasy leagues, and you regret it, right? Do you think he's the back going forward over there? A hundred percent. Yeah. Royce Freeman had so much hype going into the year, right? And this kid came in, and he's just been dominant. He's a hard runner. <sighs> And he he's consistent, yes. so I, I think he's gonna keep the job over there. I like I like him a lot. All right, Frank Juju. I got another guy, Juju, on my list. How good is that guy? I think he's absolutely a top ten receiver. Right. Agree. And he it's only gonna go up. How do you deny? It's the unbelievable guy? that Antonio Brown and Juju play on the same team. Right. To me, it's like mind blowing every time I watch a Pittsburgh Steelers game. Mm-hmm. He is so unbelievably talented. It's crazy. And every week he's over 100 yards. I, I feel like. like if Antonio Brown wasn't on that team, he would get even more credit. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just a great duo. Yes. And they got to stick together. He he said uh, today it came out, he, he just released a statement that he wants to be a Steeler for life. So nice. We'll see how the Steelers do him. You know how the Steelers <laughs> do when it's time to get, get paid. Guess what? We ain't paying you. So, um, t- but, yeah. What would you say, really quick before you end, we end, end Juju, would you say – Juju gets drafted in the first round fantasy? No, but he's like a steal in the second round guy. Early? Yes. Okay. Rich, Eric Ebron. <sighs> is it a fluke this year? Like, where did this guy start to figure out how to catch the football? Now? Right. Is it Andrew Luck? What is it? I don't know. I think um, that's a tough one, man. That's real tough. Like you said, in the first couple of years in the league, he couldn't catch a cold practically, right. you know? Right. And this year, he, he he's been showing some Good games, you know, mm-hmm. and he's been the main guy since Jack Doyle's been uh been out. Yes, but uh, I, I 
I'm, I'm actually going to go with, I, I think it's a fluke. Okay. I don't think he's going to be consistent. He's having a good year, but I just don't see him continuing with it. Yeah. All right, Frank, Andrew Luck, five in a row wins. Shoulder looks awesome. They got a pretty good record. What happens from here on out with the Colts and with Andrew Luck? As long as he can stay healthy, I think it continues, but they never go anywhere because they don't build around him. Yeah, I agree. And it's sad. It's the same thing they did with Peyton Manning, really. Right. They They had a few good teams, and when they did, Peyton Manning went really far with them, but... Besides that, I don't know what's the deal over there. If if Bell goes there next year, is that a Super Bowl contending team? With the, a defense. I was just going to say that. Does the defense get better? Do they, do they attend to the defense at all? Because the offense is pretty good. They built the lineup quickly. They got the quarterback. He's healthy now. They got T.Y. Hilton. They, they got Carlos Rogers, too, and a couple other guys who fill in there. But I think they need a, a better, too. They got Ebron and they got Doyle when he's healthy. They, that's a good offense, but the defense is still like, who are you stopping? Are you gonna Are you gonna stop anybody? That's their defense. And the yeah. Andrew Luck is good, man. Oh yeah. I mean, you see it. Oh the, yeah. The, you guys, the years that that the Colts stunk. I mean, that Andrew Luck wasn't there. The Colts stunk. Oh they boy. They weren't anything. Oh boy. So, you, do you guys remember in the beginning of us doing this podcast? Here we go. We talked about Andrew Luck. Oh, did we? And ever. you guys I were him out. not about him. him out. And I said, "Give this guy a chance. He is going to be a top quarterback in the league again." Rick, and you were just taking that at a total shot in the dark, though. Like, no, we, I'm not. We weren't hating. We weren't hating on this guy for no reason. He, is, or rather, doubting he, him because he, he's ha- he so didn't play. Talented. He t- took like three years off. That doesn't mean anything. The and talent, it was just throw. And it was his throwing show. But the that's talent, why for the me, talent, the talent this kid has. There's no way that he was going to come back into the league and not be good. There was no way yeah. that was happening. But the injury could have hurt him. Like the injury could have been something to his throwing shoulder, and just his career went downhill. Like not only did it go downhill, but he came back and didn't even have a warm up year. He is killing listen, it. This he year. took he took two years off. I'm telling you, him and the culture. Like, listen, you are not stepping back on this field yeah. until that shoulder is 100. percent I feel like it they wasn't at the beginning of the year though. I mean, I don't th- they babied him. They didn't let him throw deep balls. Mm-hmm. You know, it it, it was like a a lot of short passes and people were even criticizing him that if he could throw over 15 yards if you remember mm-hmm. and then it just all came together yeah and he started having more faith in his arm and i feel like they they opened him up a little bit they did it the right way 100 that's what you're trying to say rich right like they didn't yeah, push no, him yeah they they watched him they didn't let him come back too early and then when he came back they kind of let him ease into the game even if they were going to lose those first couple of games and it paid off. Yeah. I have a question for you two. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, healthy, playing as he's playing right now. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather have? Andrew Luck? I'm, 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 I'm going to go with young quarterbacks here. Okay. Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz, Jarrett Goff, Patrick Mahomes. Well, Andrew Luck is a lot older than those guys. Not really. He's, he, I'm, I'm going to say four years, but he's still young. You older, know what? Like, yeah, yeah. like he, he's, he's still in their, I guess you could call – Generation yeah. of quarterbacks. You well, know he's what I mean? Been in the league, what, five years? Six years? Four or five? Something Andrew like that. Luck, yeah. Honestly, uh-huh. if we're going off of age and ability, if if I could have any quarter in quarterback in the NFL to start my my team around, it would be Jared Goff. Out of anybody. Yeah. And we talked about that a while ago. To I answer know. your question, Rich, 
I would still want Mahomes just because, and I've said Goff in the past, but the more I watch football each week this year, the more I say to myself, this guy, Patrick Mahomes, is unbelievable. He can make crazy throws that you never teach a quarterback to make or you never tell a quarterback to make because you don't have his arm strength that he uses to make up for those difficult or bad situations that he may have got himself in. And that's he's the quarterback so of the future. He's arm so, strength, yes. right? That's that's what we've been talking about. Arm Baker, strength, Baker spread, got that. Yeah. Accuracy, doesn't make a lot of turnovers. A lot of these young guys are doing that. But you know what? The, the, this, is the, this is where I wanted to ask you guys too a question that I was thinking about today like how I, I know we talk and we're going to get into the Cowboys and Saints in a little bit and then we'll get into Dak and you know we might as well segue there now but like let's look at the young quarterbacks right in the NFL or, or all the quarterbacks a lot of them if you look at them they changed one or two things the team did and the guy's game took off and when they take away one or two things the guy's off I think there's a lot of equality to the quarterback position in the NFL this year at least. I don't think And so. I think it's more of play call, the guys around the quarterback, the weapons, you know, and obviously who's healthy. But let's take out who's healthy for a second. Let's just look at weapons and coach, right? Let's just look at the top guys right now. Patrick Mahomes. He's got weapons. He's and got a, a really good coach. Jared Goff. Got weapons. Got a really good coach. Carson Wentz. Got weapons. Got a really good coach. Right? Yeah. All these guys that we name over and over again. I, I, Big I, Ben. I would say. Got a good. Now, Big Ben is, is a situation where it's like, okay, maybe you don't think Tomlin's a good coach, but Tomlin knows Ben, and they know each other's game, and he's got weapons. Yeah. Okay, so he's successful. Who else is the top level? Brady. Obviously, and coach. I, I and think got I weapons. think with Tomlin, if you're gonna critique him, it's gonna be on the defensive side of the right. ball. It's not right. gonna be on the offensive right. side. Right. Who but, do you but think he is, has weapons, Ben? So that checks one of those two boxes. No, I'm saying Tomlin is a good offensive coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. He's just I not agree. a yes. he, good defensive. Yes, coach. and he know, he just knows his guy. Also, you know, yeah. knows his guy. Okay. Who, who who do you think would be the best quarterback with without that? Without a good right. coach. Okay, so right. that's what, is that what you were getting at? That's what I'm okay. saying. Right? Like, like now, okay, Do you is that how we look at who the best quarterback is? Do we look at the best quarterback about who does the best given their situation, who has the most yards, who has the most wins, who has the most touchdowns? What do we rate a quarterback on? What does the respect the chat guys respect uh, rate a quarterback on? Because sometimes I get lost about <sighs> what y'all are, are, are rating quarterbacks on. I think so. I want to know. You could only base it on the situation that they're in, right? So, okay, so I agree. The, the the opportunities that they're given, what do they do with them? Yes, that's how I look if, at it. If they're if a play is called, and it's a fifteen yard pass, and they complete that fifteen yard pass right. most of the time, then you have to rate them on that because you you can't really go hypothetical, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, but it's just nonsense. If they're asked to throw five yard passes every play. How often do they compete those five-yard passes, you know, mm-hmm. and are they good throws, and, you know, how do they manage the game? Because yeah. usually if they're throwing five-yard passes, they're they're more of a managing kind of quarterback than anything else, right? Yeah. So I think you have to just base them on the scenario that they're in. If When the big moments arise, how do, how do they step up to the plate, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's really all that you could base it I on. Kn- I, I know where you're going with this. Where am I going with it? 
You you want to know because sometimes we're judging a guy off of how many yards he throws, uh-huh. and then sometimes we're judging a guy on his record. Yes, we're never consistent. No, but that goes with what Frank's saying. Like, can it, I just it, say something about depends. Dak before we 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 <laughs> no, we're segue in. we're into, in. we're into, we're into we're this? We're into it. We're in because <laughs> I'm guilty of this, and I think everybody else is. Okay. So I, I just want to say that I'm not going to do this going forward anymore. Not going to do what? I just want to say what I'm going to say, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. I think Dak is an average quarterback, and I wouldn't want him leading my team. Okay. But I think everybody that talks about Dak Prescott talks about him the same way. Like when the Cowboys are winning, he's great, Except and me. he's this, and he's that. Except me. Would you say that? Yeah, but you just blindly defend anybody that's a Cowboy. No, I love him. I and, love him. And when they're losing, it's all Dak's fault. Now listen, and I agree with you, Frank, totally. And we can't just keep switching. When the Cowboys are losing, we can't just keep blaming Dak. And when the Cowboys are winning, we can't just keep saying, oh, he's great. It's, not, it's not okay. 100% agree. Whatever way you feel about the guy is how you have to feel about the guy, whether the Cowboys are winning or losing. That's me. It's not all him when they're winning. It's not all him when they're losing. Okay. How you feel about him is how you feel about him. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Okay. And that's just how I feel. Okay. Based on what? Like I was telling you, I, I don't think that he could lead a team. Okay. I think, like I said to you but before a, the podcast, he has mm-hmm. the most fumbles, which is kind of an obscure stat, I know. He has 11, and like the next guy has nine, so it's not that big of a difference. Right. But I think in the, in the big situations, which will come in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you cannot rely on Dak Prescott. Okay. And that's just how I feel. Okay. But here's the thing, Frank. You just said you can't rely on Dak. This last game... They played the Saints, ten and one Saints, averaging forty something points a game, best team supposedly in the NFL to you know, some people. Yep, and I, I know we talked about it. And you're like, well, the Cowboys only scored thirteen points. They yeah, they only scored thirteen points, but Dak did everything he had to do to get that win. They, he he tw- didn't though. Yeah, he did. He you went. Didn't, you didn't watch the game. You're just looking at the stats. He had he had two opportunities to score. When he didn't, right? And one of them was at the end of the game that would have absolutely sealed the game. The pass to Gallup, and the overthrow? And he fumbled the ball. Oh, okay. Well, there was another play he overthrew Gallup, which right. is just— That's I, not what I'm talking about, though. Right. I'm talking about this was like two minutes left the in the game. The fumble on the six-yard line. They, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were on the six-yard line, yeah, and that's yeah. to ice the game. Right. You need to—that's need to. That's the time when you protect the football. Yeah. And the defense bailed him out again, which is what happens in football. That's right. why you want right. a great defense, and right. that's why defenses win championships. Yeah. I'm fine with all that. Like I said, I don't I, honestly, I just feel like the Dak debate is taking away from how good the Cowboys look. And it's a, it's starting to bother me a little bit. Because the Cowboys look great. I agree. The defense looks amazing. They're they're using Zeke the way they should mm-hmm. again, and they're gonna continue to win football games if they continue to do that. They beat the hell out of the Saints. Mm-hmm. And they did it the right way. Yeah. Defense. I have defense. a question for you, Mike. Yeah. Listen, I love all that. I, I don't have much to say. You So I don't know what you're going to ask me, but I agree. I agree with everything you just said, Frank. Everything. You have a minute and 30 seconds left in the Except game. Except the fact that you don't think that he's a good quarterback. <laughs> I don't agree with that, I, but I, I agree with everything else. I on that because right. I, I, under, I acknowledge that that's my opinion. Right. And I'm not trying to say but that yo, that's how many? Else. Like even the guy you work with, and we love that guy. What's that guy's name? That's Will. a Cowboy fan. Will. No, no, no. The guy that's a Cowboy fan, his it, name is John. John. We've talked to – shout out John for a second. John, what's up, dude? I, I pump, pump. He, is he respect the chat guy? No. Oh, we got uh, – John. We'll uh, get him on. Come on. Now I'm hollering at you. You got to know you're on. Um, <laughs> but, yo, I remember you telling me that, like, 
him and there's other people like him as well that are like, yo, eh, I'm not, I don't like Dak because he, because whatever, we lost two games or he threw a couple picks, something like that. And then it's like, oh, now he's winning a couple of games. Oh no, we like Dak again. But they still, but don't, he, don't, he still don't believe in. But Dak. He, all right, that's fine. Then but, don't believe in him. Right, and, and that's fine. Then I, listen, I respect I'm, I'm you, John. About I don't the think there's a lot of people who flip flop. Yes, yes. I don't there's a lot of people who flip flop, and it's mostly analysts. I don't think you analysts. believe in Dak. Me? Yes. Hundred percent, Rich. So you're hundred percent, Rich. Answer this, this question. Guy. I know. I, I know you will not lie to me. Okay. <laughs> you were down by three points. Yeah. There's a minute left in the game, minute and a half left in the game. You oh, guys, you talking get, about the Saints game? No, no, no. Any game. Okay. okay. Any game you're okay. watching as a Cowboys fan, you're down by points. Yeah. Dak's getting the ball back. Mm-hmm. He needs to drive you down the field to get a score. Are you 100 percent? Like, is there? No doubt in your mind that Dak's gonna be able to do that, or you're like, well, dang. Listen, of course, of course, that's a tough task for any quarterback in the NFL, right? But, but to look at it from but what, that, what are you more like in in that situation? Well, are we gotta you, run. Are, we gotta run. Are you more confident down? that he's gonna be able to do it for you, or I you're know, like, he dang, could, here we go again? No, I think he could do it. I but, always think he could win. I always think he could win. No matter what the situation there, there is, is. No, like the team. I know the team. You're never could like, win. dang, he like. He he he's not gonna be able to bring us down the no. field. You're the only, never like that. My only thing about Dak, and it only has come up this year, right now, is that he needs to hold the ball better, like Frankie was saying, in these situations that are gonna come and bite us once we get to the playoffs. You can't lose the ball. But other than that, I've been a f- number four fan on the Dallas Cowboys since the man took over for Tony Romo. He's the third winningest quarterback since been since he's been drafted. The the team is averaging thirty seven points a game in the last four games. We've won four in a row. We beat the Eagles. We beat the Saints. All the teams people said that we weren't going to win and weren't going to beat. Everyone said we didn't have a good team this year. He came out. The team came out, and we got rid of our number one receiver. Bad idea, in my opinion. But they got rid of him, and I'm and I love Des. Maybe that hurt even more. Witten retired, but guess what? Using Witten as an excuse is, like, lame to me because the guy wasn't doing anything for the last three years. He was catching the ball and falling on the floor. That's fine. A possession guy, every now and then, did he win us maybe one or two games in three years? Yeah. Okay, good. But he really wasn't there either. We still don't have a tight end. I was our, just our, say our line has been banged up for two years. This guy's been playing with a, only his rookie year did he have everybody. His last two years, there's been significant guys on the offensive Still line. Still a top five le- line in, in the league. Because though. we draft and because we have guys. Yeah. But our main guys, which is what the offensive line is, we're, we, 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 we're not, we don't have the same guys anymore as his rookie year. So it's influx of different linemen. And then we and then we don't replace the number one receiver. It's because we just say we're going to run our our all pro running back like crazy. That's not going to happen. They're going to key on him. Now we get Amari Cooper. Now we got a number one back. The offense is clicking, and I've seen a, hu- a such a quick turnaround in that defense. I cannot believe the Dallas Cowboy defense is this good, this fast because we stunk for the last couple years. I feel and like I thought you it had was pieces, take... though. You had pieces. Yeah, but in they the... weren't. I feel like they weren't drafting the right pieces. There's been a lot of guys drafted that still didn't even. Even Gregory, you know, he's up and down. Not sure. This but we hit on Lawrence. We hit on Smith. We hit on Van Der Esch. Those are all guys we hit on. The other guys on the line are good, too. Crawford is good. Gregory is good. Sean guy, Lee ain't even back yet. Right. The guys, the, the other guys that have played the tackles, they're so good. The two linebackers are maybe two of the best linebackers in the NFL. 
Van Der Esch and, and, and Smith, Jalen Smith, could be the two best linebackers. What about- Cover everybody, make every single tackle. So I always believed in my man four because I believe that it's a team. That is a team that's built around yeah. what they could do. Here's the thing, And though. he could hold it down. You look at his stats compared to everybody else in the NFL right now or when he's coming to the league, and he's right up there and wins, which mattered to me. You just he's said, never had a losing season. You just said you you believe in Dak Prescott because of, and then you just listed all the other players on the Cowboys. No, but I believe in him. But I'm just saying my belief in him is based on the fact of the team that he plays with, just like every other le- guy that I that I. But wouldn't that mean that if you could put a different quarterback there, you would believe in him for the same reason? No, because I don't think that I I don't think that you could put anybody else in that system there and do what he does. He run. We run the ball. He could run the ball. That's what we need him to do. We need him to be mobile. There's not a ton of mobile quarterbacks. There's, they're, they're here and there. He could. He makes the throws. If you give the guy time, like everybody else in the NFL, he makes the throw. He does everything else. Everybody else could. Everything everybody else could. There's no. Listen. The Eagles had a guy step in in the last couple of games and in the, all the playoff games in the Super Bowl, and they had Nick Foles who couldn't do anything. Figure it out. It's it's NFL is a system based, and I judge guys on what they're doing with that team. That's what I, all I could do. I can't say is he on, if he's on this team or he's on that team or if this guy comes in because I'm I can't do that. I just got to look at it like you said, based on where they're at. And I think Dak Prescott, he's gonna get yo. I guarantee you, twenty million dollars per year next year. Oh yeah, I mean we talked about this before, and I, I honestly feel like most of that's gonna be is there's. Oh, who who are you gonna go with if you don't sign Dak? There's there's no I better. I think that's option. one aspect of it, Rich. I don't Here's think the it's thing. the whole thing. You don't think they're gonna have to let some of that defense go in order to pay Dak that amount? No, no. That defense is all young guys, all young guys and guys who we, we we're gonna have to pay Lawrence. Lawrence is on a franchise tag, so they're gonna have to get Lawrence. But listen, we don't have to get into the Cowboys. All I'm saying is, I, I have is, one more question yeah. though for you with the Cowboys. Yeah. Now, ever since he got Amari Cooper, his game went up. Who? Dax. Okay. Now, let me let me just stop you for one second. Okay. What did Amari Cooper do without Dak? Nothing. Okay. All right. So let's continue the conversation. <laughs> now, I, I, right. Maybe. Exactly. It was going <laughs> to be something you, you, on the fact no, of no. that. <laughs> what is it? What you do you got? Me, you made me completely forget what I was going to say. Yeah, because that's what your because point you was t- going to be driven towards. No, no. It wasn't driven towards nothing. Okay. I was just. All right. I was just trying to say, like, do you think by him getting a, a big receiver, really, you know, that's what it took for him to be able to show what he could do. You know what I mean? Like, well, obviously, in, in, obviously in the beginning of the season, that's when he had his rough spot, right? Yeah. And that's because— That's he, when the team had their rough spot. Exactly. And, and that's when he had his bad games, like yeah. five games in a row under mm-hmm. 200 yards passing. And as soon as he gets a, a decent receiver, he started, he, he started good, playing well. A very good yeah. receiver. Now, yeah. w- now you think if they bring in another receiver next year, or possibly get someone that could step up and they need play a tight well? End. Forget I mean, about a receiver. You, you, I, the thing about it, the thing about yes, um, Rich, I agree. I think if they get another guy opposite um, him, because I don't think Hearns is the answer. I, I think Beasley's a good slot receiver. Gallup may be that guy. He's shown really good flashes of it. Um, and then they got the other kid that they got, that young kid. I don't know his name, but he's big, man. Maybe it's Brown. I'm not sure. But um, I think they get another top-level receiver, either the free agency or 
I don't think they draft one, but maybe they draft one. I think it could be really good. As for the tight end, I also agree. I think they need a tight but I think everybody in the NFL needs a tight end. But I think a tight end is like a diamond in the rough nowadays. You either got to get a free agent or you somehow end up with a Kelsey, uh, Ertz, a Gronk, you know, Trey Burton. But, like, the rest of the guys, they just, like, I don't know. Tight ends are weird for me. So, but, yeah, I think it could I think it could help to get either one of those positions. But I also think Amari Cooper wasn't doing anything without – it took him to get Dak Prescott. It took – that's what I'm saying. Man, that's a crazy thing Yeah, that's, that's a little crazy. I, I, I just Why? Think, I just think Oakland just what – did, What was he doing with Derek Carr? It's not Derek Carr, and it's not Dak Prescott. Okay. Okay. It's in an organization. Okay. That then, didn't don't win the, then don't games. ask me the question because the question was based. I didn't on, ask you any. Question. No, but the question was based on if they get this guy, then how does that improve Dak Prescott? Well, I could also say that the guy was doing nothing until he was with Dak Prescott. Well, I, I think he asked you that because you were saying that Dak doesn't have any weapons, and now he does. So, and ever since and, he got a weapon, he, he has. Yeah. He's been doing better. It, yeah. He was kind of like giving you a. A, a compliment, like saying that you were no, right. No, he wasn't. It was always trying to take no, four down. No, I don't think no, so at all. You were trying to I say wasn't that. Trying, I, was, I wasn't trying to put you or the Cowboys down. I was saying no, that no. he had no weapons, and that's when he wasn't playing well. Yeah. And ever since well, he I got think, a weapon, yeah. he's been doing good. And right. I think if he gets more weapons, he's going he's to do even better. Yes, yes. So, so defensive. You, always, you, listen, always. Yo, you put me in that because that's what you're aiming towards. Now that you, really wasn't. Now no. you want. Now you guys want to switch it up. It's okay. It's all good. Yo, let's get in. You want get to finish with that? Into what? No, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> done. I'm done with that situation. What, what do you want to talk about? I, I want to do our picks real quick. Because okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this podcast a little right. early and let you two finish what it up. The? I told you I have to. I, I got some things I got to take stretch, care of. Stretch it to forty five. Dude, I can't stretch it to forty five. You'll be all right. Let's make the picks. I just want your opinion on one thing before you leave. All right. So I, I got the three games. Yeah. Um, the one, the first game we'll do is going to be the Vikings at the Patriots. Okay. Vikings Patriots are giving five and a half. Oh, I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings too. Yo, me and Mike were three and zero last week, right? We were. I like that. I don't know what I was. Yes, sir. I don't want to talk about. We it. We were three and zero. You were what? One and three because one you picked three. the same as us Correct. The last game. So you both going Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think going? I think I'm gonna go Vikings as well. Okay. Finally I, decide to go with the winning uh people winning here, guy. right? Next game, Chargers at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's giving three and a half. The Chargers at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's giving three and a half. Chargers have no Melvin Gordon. To, does that mean that Phillip Rivers throws the ball more? But when Phillip Rivers does throw the ball more a game, they lose more. So I don't think that benefits them. I don't think they care. I think Philip Rivers <laughs> is still going to throw the ball. So I'm going to take Joey Bosa's back. I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going Chargers it's as well. It's neck and neck, but I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going Pittsburgh. All right. Yo, let's give a quick stat shout-out to Philip Rivers. 25 completions in a row. He set the record. That's unbelievable. Can you imagine throwing the ball 25 times? And making it 25 times a guy catches it? And Crazy. If I yeah, know the Chargers, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see the game, but if I know the Chargers, those weren't easy throws. <laughs> no, and I think it was over two games, so he was just letting it rip. All right, the last game, Frank. Who, Frank, you went Pittsburgh on that? Yeah. Okay. This is me versus you, Frank. Mm. Ravens. Oh, I'm happy about this. 
at the Falcons. Wow. Atlanta's giving a point and a half. I got Atlanta. Deion Jones is back. You know, you know who I got. Ups the defense a little bit, but I think the firepower comes out. I think Ridley has a touchdown. I think Julio has two touchdowns. Dang, that would be the first time in a very long time. I'd love that. Something, well, something like that. Jimmy Smith down. will be covering Julio, and Jimmy Smith stinks. I don't right. understand why all these Baltimore Ravens fans love Jimmy Smith. Yep. Every time I watch this man play, he is getting a penalty or falling on the ground. Mm. I am not a fan of Jimmy Smith, and he's supposed to be our top corner. It's mm. embarrassing to say that he's our top oh, corner boy. on our team. Oh, boy. It's annoying. But on that note, I'm still going Ravens. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and Frankie's going Falcons, obviously. All right. I want to get your opinion on this. This came up this week. Frank, I hope you've seen it. Baker Mayfield's comments about Hugh Jackson. The handshake goes down. Did you see it? Yes, I did. Okay, good. All right. What do you guys think? I don't even want to give you a question about it. I just want to know... It's ridiculous. It's, everyone's talking about it, so we'll talk about it. Though that's not what we do. Respect the chat. We don't just jump in on. But I, but I, I'm a huge but fan of Baker like, Mayfield. I think you guys are fans like of him it. as well. And I want to know just what you thought. I think it's complete ridiculous. Yeah. I th- I think how all the other media is acting upon about how Baker's disrespect to Hugh Jackson. Mm-hmm. I I don't see that at all. Like it's not like he gave him the cold shoulder. Or anything like that. He shook his hand, like you know, like and it was in well, the it, moment. It was, it was more it was, about it was, the comments after. Yeah, true. Because he said that uh, he he made a comment that Hugh Jackson's uh, what was the word? That's maybe, the only. Maybe thing. He said he was fake. I think you said he yeah, was something fake. like that. That's the only thing I disagree on Baker's part is you can't make a comment like that, mm-hmm. and then when the media asks you about it, you don't you say I can't I can't talk about it. Right. His so up- so here's the thing: if if you're gonna make that comment, then you have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to talk about it, don't make it. That's the only thing I disagree with. But the handshake after the game and not giving him a hug or whatever, yeah, I think is completely ridiculous. I I, I don't see that being disrespectful for to or towards uh, towards Hugh Jackson at all. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's after the game. Like there's so much going on. You know, like I I guarantee you in Baker's mind, it didn't cross his mind. Like I'm not gonna hug this guy. Like I kind of yeah. feel like he shook his hand and. And that was it, you know? That's what it looked like to me. And I think it's ridiculous how everyone's giving Baker Mayfield the, the rundown on this. Like, oh, he's disrespectful. He's yeah. privileged. He doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. What, you know, like the whole rundown he's been getting, I just think it's ridiculous, beyond ridiculous. I just feel like everyone's just assuming they know what went on in that locker room, right? Like yeah, everybody's saying huge Hugh Jackson was Assumption. nothing but a supporter of Baker Mayfield and he always wanted him to succeed. You don't know what went on in that locker room. Exactly. You don't know. You All you know is by comments that Hugh Jackson told the media. Mm-hmm. You can't base that off of anything. You don't know how that situation played out as they were losing games in overtime and this and that. Hugh Jackson knew his job was coming up and then him leaving and going to uh, – the Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. You don't know how all that played out. He might have said something or Baker might have seen something that he didn't like. You you really don't know how that all went out. He might not like the guy anymore. What's the big deal? Right. So the game ends. He goes up to him. Like Rich said, doesn't like he just snubs him. He shakes his hand. He don't hug it out with him. Yeah. He might not and then like you him, ask like that. him And then you ask him after. And he's not a type of guy to hold it in. So he's going to say something. And I like that. Yeah. It, it, if... The, if the quarterback on my team reacted that way, that means that they're all in for my team. 
It's, yep. it's either you're with us or you're against agree. us. And if you're and if you left us and you went to a team that we have to face whatever times a year, uh, an opponent, then you're against us. Yo, you know what? The, and you know that's what, how some people are. You know what these experts on TV say to that is, well, it's a business. It's a business. It's a business for you. It ain't a business for Baker Mayfield. Okay. Okay. It's, so that's that's I, real life right. for him. Yeah, it's a business. I'm getting paid. For, that's what he's saying to himself, Baker Mayfield. It's a business. I understand it. I sign a contract. You pay me. Good. But what you when don't understand that field, is, it's not a is that when I'm on the field, I don't care about anybody else that's not a Cleveland Brown. If you're not a Cleveland Brown, don't care about you. Yeah. That's what I think he says, like exactly what you said. But that's what these so-called guys and, say, And Rich. now you know that, that your head coach went over to the team that you're facing that day and you maybe gave them some information on your team. You, you have a little bit of a grudge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yo, everybody, everybody is saying, well, he got, well, Hugh Jackson got fired. It wasn't his choice. That's fine. Now, if no they're doubt. both retired and you still hold that grudge, now that's a little weird. Right? But, right. But you just played each other. Right. And the guy was, that's what Baker said. This is not a quote, but basically what he said was, this guy was just in our locker room asking us to play for him. Then he leaves. Th- then he gets fired. Okay. But then he goes to a team who we play two times a year who are our in-state division rival. Okay. People, will, a lot of the analysts, uh, man, they busted this guy's chops about this, Baker Mayfield. But what they didn't realize, and or what they failed to realize, at least from my opinion, was that before the handshake happens, there's an interception that happens. Demarius Randall makes a pick. He plays for the Browns. He runs over to the sideline, and he hands Hugh Jackson the ball. And Hugh Jackson taps him on the top of the head like, The most ice-cold thing I've ever seen in my life. That was awesome, though. And I loved it. I loved it. That was so—so, okay. That's football, though. Yo, so that happens— what, how do you think these guys feel about Hugh Jackson? They don't like him. They don't like they him. They didn't like him when he was there. They Something t- turned them the wrong way. But they are, I agree with you 100%, Frank, now that he's gone, everybody is all in who's there. And you're against us, we hand you the ball. They asked the coaches. They asked the players. They asked, they must have asked the guy who cleans up the socks about the situation, about Baker Mayfield. And they all said the same thing. Baker is our guy. We are the Cleveland Browns. If you're not you a want. Brown, we don't want like you. And that's, that's why it. they're winning football Done. games. Done. We've lost for three years. This guy got us three wins, and it's not all on him, but a big portion of it is on him. It's a big portion him. He goes to the other team. Fine. It's a business. I get it. You get another job and you want to go there. Okay, whatever. It's fine. As but an listen, assistant to at, the head coach. Right. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you want to do. And it's your homeboy. God bless you. Go over there. They fired you. I get that. And I understand that too. You can go wherever you want. But I ain't hugging you. Yeah. There's no need for it. And if you and if in the off season I'm still not cool with you, it was obviously something went wrong. Right. And you said some type of thing that I felt some type of way about it. But if you don't want to hear what I gotta say, then don't ask me. That's what Baker Mayfield's saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm with Right? What do you think here? I, I agree. Baker, big Baker fans. All right, Rich, we, we, we don't want to let you go, but what do you, we don't want to keep you can I Can I, can I uh, send you away on my obscure stat of the week? Yep. I got a couple. And, and then I'm going to make my prediction well. for the fight tonight before I leave. Okay. okay. What do you got? Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles than he does dropped passes in his NFL career. Oh, my gosh. 37 tackles, 29 drop passes. What? That is that we, is probably the best obscure stat I've right? ever heard. We just talked about Larry Fitzgerald a couple weeks ago about how, I love it. how he doesn't drop the ball ever. Yo, we got and, he, it. And, he, and he's number two now. 
Oh, on the all-time receiving list. That stat is ridiculous. The guy who's a legendary receiver has more tackles, than which drop he passes. never does or should do, <laughs> but then drop passes, which could happen very frequently. Insane. Yo, we got to get a button. We got Once we get stuck in big time, <laughs> we got to hit like, do-do-do-do-do, Frankie's obscure stat. You know what I'm saying? Yep, it's got to yep, say yep. something. I you know need a soundboard. That's exactly. what you're saying. I'll, yes. I'll work on that. Yes. We need something like that. We got to throw in some random things like that. Um, when that's in the budget, I'll let yes. you know. Yeah, I got an ob- obscure stat that I told Rich about. All right. The the Green Bay Packers jerseys. Everybody else in the NFL, their jersey and uniforms are Nike. Nike makes them at their headquarters. Then they send them to the teams. They need a new one or they need equipment. They send it to them. The Packers, the Green Bay Packers jerseys are made in Green Bay, and they send them the Nike checks. And those people, Martha, down. <laughs> In Down Green Bay, where she at the factory where they make the she sews the the Nike check on. Wow, how crazy is that? So if they get a hole in their jersey, they gotta send them to the place, and and whoever is the seamstress, they sew it and they send it back to you, hand done, hand done. And yo, I heard this from James Jones on the Rich Eisen podcast. Shout out to Rich Eisen and James Jones. But James Jones was like, yo, everybody has their 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 person that they like too. Like, my girl was, I don't remember his girl, who he likes to go to to sew certain things and get the way he wants them oh to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pretty crazy, right? Only they, team in the NFL. They should uh, sew Aaron Rodgers a new chin strap. <laughs> they should. They should. They could probably whip up. They oh, probably do. Nice. That's why it's lasted this long. <laughs> it's insane. Absolutely insane. Rich, do you got to go or you want to hear a couple more? Uh, I think I got to run. You guys already okay. got me running a little late here. All right. Tyson Fury or Devon- yes. Deontay Wilder? Wilder. And I'm calling a fourth-round knockout early. Early knockout. The uh, Alabama slammer. I just think he's gonna run through this guy for some reason. I just have yeah. that I just have that feeling. But that's my prediction with this fight. Okay. Okay. So, I like it. Sorry boys, hold down the fort while I, while after I leave. It's the life, man. This is the life of a dad, of that's a it. husband, of a... got a couple of things I gotta take care of. Yes, yes. So yes. gotta leave a little early. So All right, Rich. catch All you guys right, Rich. next week. Yep. Later, dude. Um yo, Tom Brady breaks Peyton Manning's all time passing record. Last week. Just makes him even more of the GOAT. Got, was a guy that I picked out of my card set to put on my thing that Uncle Frank gave us. I would never choose that card. <laughs> How about that, though? Tom Brady breaking Peyton Manning's record. Only because he played longer, though, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe they played the same amount, no? You don't think so? No, I think Tom Brady played a couple more years now. Well, we got to figure that out. Here, I Skip Bayless says this. Congrats to Tom Brady for breaking Peyton Manning's record for all-time passing yards. If I don't point this out, nobody else will. You know why? Because all people want to talk about is Aaron Rodgers' comebacks. All people want to talk about is every other quarterback in the NFL, and they forget about the GOAT, bro, including you. You forget about the GOAT. No, I just think that he's looked average this year. And, I mean, he already has just about every record ever. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like. Yeah, but they got a winning record. When he's, like, slinging it and doing amazing things, Mm. they're acknowledging these things. But when he looks average and he's every bit of 50 years old now, I mean, yeah, you're going to break records. Yeah. Yo, I think, which I've been critical of Gronkowski off of the microphone before, but I want to say on the microphone, having Gronkowski back for him is huge. Opens up a lot, man, on that offense now. Yeah. I just don't. I think Gronkowski's just about done, too. I mean. Yeah, no, I agree like with you. He's like a ticking time bomb. Yeah, I think he's on that end. You more see that, on that thing end. that he wears on his arm? 
I mean, yeah. it's like more and more ridiculous every time I see it. <laughs> That's like it's a like bionic, a new arm. Yeah, it's a bionic arm. It's the craziest thing ever. Every time he gets tackled, you're like, oh, he. Oh yeah, he's my not gosh, up. that's done. That thing's broke. Um, twenty-eight. Who is this? This is a coach. I'm gonna give you a stat. Okay. I want to see if you can guess it. Here we go. Twenty-eight and one when leading at halftime. This coach is twenty-eight and one when he's leading at halftime. I'll give you two guesses. Okay. It's a coach now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. I'm gonna go. Bill Belichick. No. But you're hot. Remember that <laughs> game where something you hide something and someone's like, if you're close to it, they say you're hot. Sean Payton. No. <sighs> I said you're hot because his name is Bill. Bill O'Brien, Houston Texans. What? How crazy is that? That's a pretty crazy stat. Yeah, and it might be twenty nine and one because they were leading the last game. Does that count that as uh, Penn State games? No, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> that would be crazy. Another guy who plays for the uh, Houston Texans, four seasons in a row, DeAndre Hopkins, 1,000 yards. Ridiculous. How good is that guy? He's so good. Right? It's just it's unbelievable how good he is. And I, and I found another crazy stat. You know, I do the, and we all do the screenshots. But, yo, what I do is, like, if you could see my phone, everybody, my phone is a picture of my TV. Like, when a stat comes up on, like, Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football or NFL Total Access or anything like that, I, I screenshot it. DeAndre Hopkins on sideline targets. Whoa. Last three seasons. Yeah, now that you think about it, I don't think I've ever seen him catch a pass in the middle of the field. <laughs> if he does, it's a touchdown. <laughs> he runs for the touchdown or he catches the ball in the end zone. But last three seasons, sideline targets. He has the most targets, 95 towards the sideline. Most receptions towards the sideline, 29. The most yards, 489. And tied for the most touchdowns with fourth. I Dang. mean, he's t- he's in fourth yeah. with, the, with four touchdowns. How crazy is that? That's crazy. How do you catch the ball that many times on the sideline? That's all they have that because you beat the the cornerback every time. Yeah, that's a that's an isolation spot, right? Mm-hmm. You have to beat the cornerback if you're catching the ball on the sideline. That's one on one. And in his case, which I would, th- I mean, I would think that you would need a really good quarterback to time that ball right and to place that ball right. But in his case, it's anybody. It's anybody because he beats the corner every right. time. Right. Unbelievable. With speaking of with when he's with his quarterback, with Deshaun Watson as a starter, one hundred and ten receptions, one thousand. We might have to wrap this up. And sixty-seven yards. Well, the fight's going to start, and fourteen touchdowns. I think nine o'clock. I don't know if there's going to be. If we just Prelims. abruptly end this podcast, it's because of the <laughs> it's because the fight started. <laughs> yeah. We're winding down anyway. We want to just give some crazy. Yo, I've been looking at crazy stats. Yo, I watched the Houston Texans game. This week, and I see Lamar Miller in the backfield running the ball, and I say, man, would Le'Veon Bell look good in his exact jersey? Didn't he have like the a 97-yard run for a touchdown Who, last Lamar week? Miller? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm he sure. Looks, he looks really good. He does. He looks good. But I think Le'Veon Bell there, they're, they're crazy. They're not giving up Lamar Miller for Le'Veon Bell. You don't think so? No. Oh, I think they'd give him up in a heartbeat. No. See ya. You got to pay him. You, Who, you have gonna, Lamar yeah. Miller. I mean... Yeah, I think they can go to another level, though. I really think they can go to another level with Lamar. With that's a hell of a Le'Veon commitment Bell. to make, though. You, you got yeah, some. it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but you got a quarterback who's still getting rookie money. 
You got Hopkins maybe tied yeah, but up. not for long. Defense. I mean, you have to plan for the future. But I think Houston should capitalize now is what I'm saying. Like, this is the time to capitalize. You got a great defense. You got explosive offense. Go. What do you think about tonight's fight? Deontay you Wilder You want to talk tonight. about uh, basketball for a little bit before we do that? Okay, okay. We could do that. Because this fight's going to be good tonight. Man. Uh, oh, boy. What do you think about the Raptors? They're for real? Yeah. Yo, they got to be for real. Raptors are in first, 19-4. and four. Eastern Conference, which I think is still very weak. Beat the Warriors. Beat the Warriors. And, Curran- and Durant had 50 points. Whew, man. Kawhi Leonard's working out over there. They got a really good home record. They got a really good away record, too, I guess. Um, but do you think they're better than Milwaukee? Yes. Yo, Shaq is calling. He gave the official name of Superman up to Giannis. He said that dude is the official new Superman. He is ridiculously good. And he is. Yeah. He is so good, that guy. He's MVP this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see that. I honestly would love to see that dude become the MVP. He is averaging 27 points a game, 12 rebounds a game, and a block a game. Wow. Right? He's shooting 11%, they said, from the three-point line. That's his only downfall, which is fine. He's got 97 dunks. And he's shooting 65% <laughs> inside the arc. So he, as long as he steps inside the three-point line, all day. Yeah. All day. Um, but yes, I agree. Could be MVP. The West, let's look at the West. The West, how about the Knicks are in? What do you feel, how do you feel place? about what Magic said about LeBron? That he doesn't want him to play the way he did in Cleveland, where everything runs through LeBron. I mean, as of right now, I feel like he you, he has to play that way. I think idealistically, at this point of his career, you would want other guys to be able to run the team so that LeBron could do could be free. You know, he could free to he could be freed up to either cut to the hoop, to run the floor, to be inside to grab a rebound, to you know. Because in Cleveland, they pretty much use him as like the point guard, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he took the ball down. He's the one that set up all the plays. Yeah, yeah. I think in order to do that, though, you got to get better guys. I mean, we've seen the Lakers. The Lakers' record is what? Where are they? L.A. Lakers. They're in sixth place, thirteen and nine, eight and four at home, five and five away. They're two and zero in 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 the West. Not a great start. Division. No, it's not a great start. They've been lucky to where most teams in the West haven't had a great start, right? Yes. But, I mean, Curry's back tonight, so that's trouble. Yeah. They're going to start getting hot. And I think the Rockets are going to start getting hot, too. The Rockets are starting to play really well. They're stepping up their game. The Rockets are going to be where they need to be towards the end here. I can't believe the Clippers are in first in the West. I don't even know who plays for the Clippers. Blake Griffin. Always no, he doesn't. No, no. He plays for the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> There's nobody there. I don't know who plays for the Clippers, man. And Denver is too. I'm not sure I can name one player on the Clippers. Does does uh, hmm. Austin Rivers still play there? I don't even think he plays there. I don't know. Don't hate on us because we can't name the Clippers. Y'all can't name the Clippers either. <laughs> Get out of here. Rich couldn't name him if he was here. Um, neither could Ant. Shout out to Ant if Ant was here or anyone else that was here right now. Um, I don't Clip- think the Clippers front office could name a player. Me either. I don't know if the coach knows the players. <laughs> the Clippers are one. Denver's two. Oklahoma City is three. Golden State is four. What do you think about Denver? 
I don't think Denver hangs in there like that. I think this gets. I think the like you said with Curry back, the the Golden State Warriors are going to go from fourth to first. Oh, I wanted to ask you in like five games. I'm talking about the uh, the Nuggets, has uh, Michael Porter Jr. played yet? I I would think so. Let me look. I don't know how I could even do that, or what's going on here. I haven't heard a word about him. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Is it, well, well, we got to find out if he is playing, right? Because if he is and he's not doing anything, I mean, it is what it is. But I, they got to be successful. He plays for the Nuggets. They're in. They, yeah. I can't. I can't believe that the Nuggets are in second place. Do you think? How long do you think they're only a game back? The Warriors. They're in fourth, but they're only one game back of first. How long do you think it, it's going to be until this pans out and we see the Warriors on top, the Rockets on top, the Thunder in there? And then the rest of the crew. I think end of December, the Warriors are three games up in first place. Okay. I would agree. I would totally agree. As long as Steph stays healthy. Right. Steph's got to be in there. Um, Ortiz, is that the guy that always fights for his um, citizenship? No, but we always get that guy. And he's That's good. That's card? Yeah. There's a lot of fights, man. I Holy know. cow. We're in for it. Corinne's going to kill me. Um, oh, she's sleeping by the time you get home. Yeah, I know. I know she is. I love you, babe. I mean, you could go and come back. <laughs> That's what I told her. <laughs> I told her I may come back, and then I'll come back later on. But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think it all pans out. I think it changes up in the, in you know where the West looks. I think the East. I'd love to see the Knicks paddle up there, but I also think the East doesn't look like that at the end of the year either. I don't think Detroit stays in four and the Pacers in five. I think Boston moves up. To, to finish in the Boston's top. Boston's starting to get one, hot. One, in, one or two. It, it, it's Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston to me. And then Philly, you know, whatever. I don't think they, I still don't think Philly makes the playoffs. I know that's crazy. I'll tell you what, they're not one or two. No, they're not one or two. By the end of the year. I don't think they're one, two, or three. And I think at the beginning of the year, you asked most people, they would have said they would be. Right. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I think the West changes as well. You know, like Houston's all the way down there. They're not even in the playoff picture right now. There's no way that lasts like that. Um, you don't think losing those two guys who I can't even name. Who's that? For who? I mean. The Rockets. They Trevor signed, Ariza. Yeah. And who's the other one? Um, they know. signed Capella. Oh, Beverly? Did they lose Beverly? No, somebody else. But it's all right. I mean, Trevor Ariza's a huge one, right? Yeah. You don't think that hurts them as far as depth? I think so. I think Trevor Ariza was a really good player. But they needed to make a choice. Was it going to be Trevor Ariza or Capella? That was their choice. You think they made the right choice? I do. I do. I think Trevor Ariza is a really good complimentary player. but And I also think he's a guy that played really well with Houston. I think he's a good player. But he's a systems fit-in guy. And that's when he's going to shine. He's a good player, but he shines more when he's in the right system. And I think Houston was the right system for him. But I think they could find another guy who could fit in that system. I think that's an easy plug-in guy in a system like that. Because they're really built around Harden, you know, playing off the ball. Either he's going to shoot or he's going to dish it. Chris Paul is there, taking up a lot of those passes, drives, you know, open shots as well. Capella's got to grab those rebounds. So... Yeah, the only thing I say, I'll say is if one of those guys gets hurt, oh, they're in the they're, playoffs, they're in rough yeah. shape, yeah. which happened, yeah, to them last year. I think they need to make a move. I think the Rockets have to make a move at the playoff, at the trade deadline to grab somebody else. Make a trade for a free agent. I don't know who, but if you can grab somebody else, like a player who you know is going to fit in there, who's at a good Even point like in their Beal. career, 
over yeah, there. Yeah. Because Harden like really plays an, as as another point guard, you know, right. to have like a like a true shooting guard like mm-hmm. that would really open up that oh, team. I think, man, and open shots you'd pay for them. Chris Paul make you pay if you give him an open shot. You give Bradley Beal open shots, he's definitely gonna make you pay. I agree. Yeah. I think Bradley Beal could be a nice addition over there. I really do. We, I mean, while we're on the on the Wizards, you think John Wall could jump over there? Think they could just run a point guard? I don't think he's a point guard though, and I think that's what Houston could. Houston needs a two guard, but he's going to play the point. And then it, I just think him with the ball in his hand and Harden with the ball in his hand. I don't think that would work. Yeah, because I feel like Harden's the same as John Wall in that aspect. Right. Just the other way, like like Harden's a number two that also plays a number one, and yes. Wall is a number one that also plays a number yeah, two. I agree. It's like. I think you need like a like a true number two that's gonna move without the ball yep. and be able to hit the shot as soon as he gets the ball. Yeah, yet. that wouldn't work. Did J.R. Smith get picked up yet? Mm, I don't think so. I right? don't think so. I don't think he got traded. I think he's still. Uh, oh, he's still a Cleveland. Yeah, he was just saying. I that thought he they were wants dropped, to Oh, be. I thought they were cutting him or something like that. I thought no, I heard he, that. I somewhere. think he was saying that he wants to go because he's not really with just losing games to lose them. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of. Uh, Culver. Kyle Culver, yeah, I know that. They're going to get rid of everyone else, too. Everyone will be gone by the trade deadline in there. They'll flop, and then they'll get a draft pick again, and they'll do the whole thing over and over and over and over and over again. This guy's from Newark if i ever seen a guy from Newark. Is he this guy right here? Yeah. All right. Yo, the dude Ortiz, though, is I think he, he's the guy that Wilder fought, fought oh, before this. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and, and he was pretty good. He rocked Wilder in the last fight. The Cuban guy. Ortiz, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, rocked. Yeah. And um, but Wilder came back to win. All right, let's talk about that, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. What do we, what, what do we think? Well, last night, quickly, I just want to say the other fights that won: Rafael dos Anjos versus uh, Kareem Usman. Usman won. It was a boring fight, um, as always. Yeah, o- Usman is looking to get the winner of Covington versus Woodley. Which I don't. I don't think he will. You don't think he'll get the title shot? Nope. I think he has to. I don't know if I don't know if he does i think he deserves it i don't know who else you would give it to and i but i think like how do you keep denying him he just beat the number three guy dos anjos was three like who do you give it to then in that division they were talking about darren till maybe going you know getting tyron i think they'll do something like that like it's some type of fight if he beat i think ben askren if he wins maybe yeah i think it'll be something like that i think that uh um woodley beats covington though yeah, when they fight. Yeah, um, and then this. So, but this week we have Tyson Fury versus De- uh, Deontay Wilder. Next week is a big UFC fight. You going with the bomb squad? But I'm going with the Alabama Slammer. That's my <laughs> name for him. The Bronze Bomber is his name, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I you know. I just think that Wilder is a better boxer than most people give him credit for. I that's, agree. That's every analyst, you know, guy analyst what they're gonna say about him. He's not a boxer, not a pure boxer. He's a you know uh, a heavy hitter. Um, got that one punch power, which is great. But I don't think people give him enough credit. I think he is a very good boxer with a ton of power. Yes. And I think Tyson Fury is unorthodox. I've never seen Tyson Fury fight live. This is going to be my first time watching him live. Um, 
and I think he could be tricky, like I've heard you say before, which if I've seen from his other fights that I started to look him up and see, you know, in the way he trains too, like he's a, he's a slippery guy for a big guy. But I Very just, unorthodox yes, for a heavyweight. Yes, but I just think that at one point when you get hit with the Alabama slammer, you feel it? Yeah, you feel it, and then he starts to just chop you down. I keep going back and forth, man. I've been a flip-flopper on this one. I Oof. actually didn't even bet on it because of it. Yeah, it's tough. But I'll say either way, whatever I whatever I decide who the winner is, I'm going with Wilder. Yeah. As who I want to win. Right, right. And and, and that's the thing, too. I, don't, I, I think Wilder is going to win. But there's a part of me that says, man, Tyson Fury was the heavyweight champ for a long time. He, you know, relinquished the belt. You know, he didn't lose it. Or they took it from him, whatever it may be. Um, and he's got a lot of talent, though, man. And he's 30. He's younger than Wilder. Um, the thing is, he's like a 300-pound blob. Yeah. And you think that he's going to be stationary and just swing from, like, where he's standing. And, he, uh-huh. and then he moves like he's a 125-pounder. Yeah, it's insane. And it just throws people off. It is insane. He's real slippery. He's got great head movement. He could throw any punch. Ooh, that yeah, guy's yeah. hurt, bro. <laughs> that guy's hurt with the braids. Whoa. You're going dead. Yo, this is going to, it may be a quick night tonight. Cause I think oh. it's a, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, bro, stay down, stay down. What is he saying? Are you saying you didn't? That you weren't out? You just did the, that guy. Yo, oh man, I loved it. We gotta put this on Instagram to show people why we're laughing so hard. <laughs> Could we be? Are we able to get that? No, clip? we're getting. Yo, there's Abel Sanchez, Tr- Gennady Glufkins. That's Gennady Glufkins' homeboy right there. All right, that's his trainer. Now he's trading this guy. Just yo, this dude. <laughs> Just got hammered, bro. So hard. He went down. He was trying to get back the up. The best part was he got hit really hard, and he was, like, laughing and tor- taunting him like he didn't hurt him. And yeah. then the guy just hit him again, and yeah. he just out. Down, cold. bro. Down. Um, yeah, a lot of things going to be a lot of big fights on this. A lot of heavyweights. It's going to be quick knockouts. So I'm just going to have to phone Corinne like, yeah, I got to stay, babe. I'm sorry. But um, respect the chat podcast. Episode 35, Mike Richter, Kevin Durant, uh, Earl Campbell. Who else did we say? Who was the other one that snuck in there? J- Jason Verlander, 35, man. We want to appreciate appreciate y'all. It is officially December. Yes, it is. December I got the 1st. Christmas tree up. Is that the Christmas tree is up. Uh, we wish you all a great holiday over this next month because we know we celebrate the whole month. Um, we'll definitely be coming to you guys as much as possible. We're going to work with our you know winter schedules and shopping when we got the meantime. We'll Ho- start. Hopefully Rich gets laid off and we can start doing even more of these. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, but shout, shout out everybody who supports us, man. Shout out all those Cowboy fans. I want to give Jill Carmadella another shout out because I know she was hollering at my sister like, y'all, I know Michael's pumped. Shout her out and the rest of her family. My boy Strauss, my cousin John, all the Cowboy fans. All the Cowboy fans. My cousin Michael. <laughs> All um, right, enough. LeBron James, <laughs> all of y'all. I love all of y'all. Um, if I forgot you, yeah, I love you anyway. Episode 35. Peace.